going on, guys? Welcome to the Next Level Experience. The only place you need to be to take your mind, body, spirit, and bank account to the next level. So, let's go ahead and dive on in to the deep end on today's topic. Oh, sorry about that. I had to unmute the microphone. You know, the microphone doesn't work unless it's unmuted. (laughs) Welcome in, guys. Welcome back to the Next Level Experience. Welcome to Episode 7. It's your boy with the most, and I'm not talking, talking about the Oreos. I'm talking about, it's me, it's me. Not DDP, but Michael Barfield. So, today, we are going to be discussing why our country takes things to the extremes. Now, Keep in mind, this is not going to be anything political, so if you're here for political jargon, you won't find that. Most of this will be talking about why our country talk or talks about, why our country takes nutritional things to the extreme. But first off, like, I want to have, like, a small, like, side note, or kind of like a small side quest, if you will, for, like, my video game players out there. Um, I know last week, I told you guys that we were going to have the lovely, ever so lovely, Catherine Costick, soon to be Barfield, on the podcast last Friday. We were going to do a little Q&A with her, um, but unfortunately, she was in a minor accident Friday. She's fine. Don't worry. The car is fine. Um, The other person's fine as well. Everybody's good. Um, The other person's car got effed up a little bit, Uh, but as, as far as her goes, it's just some minor damage. Nothing that we can't get fixed. It's not the end of the world. Um... Whenever that happened on Friday, that was actually her first ever accident. And, of course, she was upset. Of course, she was, like, kind of shocked. Of course, she was, like, afraid. She didn't really know what to do. She didn't really know how to handle the situation because she's never been there before. And that's completely understandable. I, myself, have been in multiple wrecks before. I have a giant gash on the side of my head from a wreck that I was in back in high school. Um, I've wrecked four-wheelers multiple times i've wrecked several cars um you know i've never been the fault of a wreck though which is so weird uh i've been the fault of like a four-wheeler wreck but not like a car wreck um but you 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 know i got to like i got to her wherever she was on i-95 on friday and i was talking to her and you know i was calming her down and i was like hey you're okay the car is okay kara which is our black lab was with her I said, hey, she's okay. The The guy that hit you, he's fine. I'm not mad at him. He's not mad at you. Like, nobody's angry here. The cop's cool. Like, shout out to the highway patrolman, for real. He was a cool guy. Very nice guy. Um, but seriously, like, nobody was upset in the moment. Nobody was mad. Nobody was hurt. It was legit just an accident. And at the end of the day, I reminded her. I was like, hey, we're fine. You're fine. We could get the car taken care of. Kara's okay. Everybody's good. Now, I'm not downplaying the severity of being in an automobile accident. Don't get me wrong. What I am doing is I'm highlighting the positives of the situation. I'm highlighting the things that we need to focus on. Because anytime you're in a severe situation like that, the body automatically starts stressing. Because of cortisol. Cortisol gets released in accidents. Cortisol gets released in situations and circumstances like that due to adrenaline. So it's very important to find a way to 
get the body's cortisol levels down. It's very important to bring some balance to the individual's kind of like mental state. Because like in that moment, she was in shock. In that moment, she was like upset, afraid, scared, you know, all those things that I labeled before. So she needed somebody to step in and go, hey, I understand. I, I know it was probably very scary because you've never been here before. But everybody's okay. Everybody's fine. We could get the car fixed. Our dog is okay. Nobody's getting a ticket. Nobody has to go to the hospital. Like, it's highlighting the positives within the situation to not so much downplay the severity of it, but kind of like de-escalate the emotion. Because sometimes you, you need a third party to step in and go, hey, I know this situation sucks, but this is also the positive outlines. So just like a little side note and side quest here. Anytime you find yourself in like a severe like situation like that, or like in a situation where like emotions are high, find a way to start highlighting the positives of the situation. Don't get me wrong, there's not many positives found within being being within an automobile accident, but there are positives that you can highlight within the situation, such as nobody was hurt, the dog's okay, the cars are okay, we can get them fixed. It's all about focusing on the positive and not the negative, because whenever you focus more on the positive, the situation tends to de-escalate faster, if that makes sense. So anyways, we're not here to really talk about that too much. That was just a little side note, side quest. If you ever find yourself in a circumstance where like you have high emotions, Find a way to bring yourself back down, and especially if it's like a negative circumstance or a negative situation, find a way to be like, okay, 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 I know this sucks, but in retrospect, I'm okay, car's okay, dog's okay, we could get the car fixed. So just a little life advice, I guess, right there. But yeah, everybody's okay. So I posted something on Facebook yesterday morning. And it got a few responses, and like it was some very good going back and forth conversation wise. And like one thing, if you ever pay attention to a lot of my Facebook threads, I never bash people for their ideas. I never name call. I never like try to make myself appear smarter than the other person. What I always try to do is just have open dialogue. Well, hey, I understand what you're saying, but this is what I've learned. Hey, I understand like your standpoint, but in my years of research, this is what I've learned. You know, it's kind of just sharing ideas and sharing standpoints. But yesterday morning, I posted on Facebook this status. The reason why our country is so unhealthy is because we have to take everything to the extreme. This is where these 800 to 1,000 calorie diets come from. Now, a lot of times people will start diets and every single diet that's created is almost to an extreme in a way because like don't don't get me wrong like like people will take everything to an extreme in our country and it's just so strange to think about cuz like think about going to a buffet like if you go to a buffet are you only going to have one plate probably not are you going to have two you might cap yourself off there but the average person actually ends up having three plates at a buffet, then actually ends up having a plate of dessert. That's wild. That's taking things to the extreme. Now, from a dietary perspective, anytime somebody does keto, and no, this is not hating on keto for all the keto zealots out there, so calm down. 
check yourself. Look, look yourself in the mirror and check your ketones. You're okay. Breathe. A lot of times, whenever people start keto, what they do is they go, okay, can't have any carbs. I have to go super low carb. I can have no carbs at all, or I'm going to gain weight. Lisa, are you going to like eliminate carbs for the rest of your life? So you're telling me you're going to go your entire life without having a single carb. Hmm. Probably not. Right. But like most times people will take that diet and they'll like, they'll amplify it where keto keto you're focused on hitting around. Like, I think it's like 35 grams of net carbs a day. And then you have a high carb day. Um, I think it's like once every 10 days or once every seven to 10 days. Uh, that's the proper way to do it. A lot of people, they take it to their stream and they go, you know what? No carbs for me, no carbs at all. And then they try to stay on this trend and stay on this track. And guess what? They fall off. Then they get frustrated. Then they get back on track. Then they fall off and then, then they get frustrated. But let's just say they stay on track. Let's say they stay on track for once and they end up losing 30 pounds. Once they quit keto, guess what? All that weight comes back. Why? Because they took the diet to the extreme. They didn't do it the proper route. They didn't do it slowly and, me- and methodically. How about said methodology? <laughs> I just don't even know word. <laughs> methodology. Oh, man. Methodically. Um, they didn't take their time with it. Like, this country has became all about instant result, instant gratification, instant reward. Netflix. We go on Netflix and, like, we can watch any movie we want. We can pull a grub up and order any food we want. We can like go. I'm trying to think of another one. My, like my, my Amazon. That's what I was going after. Like we could go on the Amazon and order anything. For example, I ordered a water bottle yesterday morning and it's supposed to be here. Like it's actually on the way here. Cause I just got a delivery notification, but like within like two days, I'm getting this water bottle makes no sense. Like, we're just getting everything so fast. And I think it's caused people to really take dieting to the extreme. Because, like, if somebody says, oh, I'm doing low fat. If you do low fat, you should have periods of time where you're actually introducing fat back into your diet. Because the body does need fat. The body can't survive on low fat all the time. People will try to eliminate, like, one group and, like, completely eliminate it. Like sugar, for example. Oh, the big scary S word. Like sugar is the worst. Because people will, they'll try to cut out sugar from everything. And like this leads them to even cut fruit out. Cutting fruit out makes you actually miss out on a lot of important vitamins, minerals, and like other supplements that we need, such as potassium and fiber, which is, you know, kind of a, it's a micronutrient more than anything, but. People will take the no sugar diet or the low sugar diet and they'll legit cut everything out that has sugar in it. Do you know how hard that is? Like seriously. And like, I I know some people are going to go, well, Mike, like that's natural sugar versus processed sugar and blah, blah, blah. Right. But not everybody understands the difference. Just because you understand the difference doesn't mean that Jimmy down the street knows the difference. And that's one thing that I try to teach people so much whenever, like, they put a negative comment in, in, like, a comment section. They're like, well, like, that just sounds stupid because, like, there's a big difference between blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I'm glad you understand that. But the person down the street might not. 
the person down the street might not understand the difference. So they're probably living that extreme lifestyle. Just because you know the difference doesn't mean that they know it. But people will take these diets and they'll just like amplify them. They won't do them properly. Fasting is another great example. I love fasting. I am a huge component of fasting. If I didn't have hypoglycemia, if I didn't have low blood sugar, I would completely do fasting. Why? Just because I think it's great for the body to have certain amount of times off from eating. Because it allows the body to actually digest all the food it consumed during its prior eating window. I think fasting is a great idea. Now, does fast like is fasting like this magical thing for weight loss? No, it's not. It works just like any other diet does. It puts you in a caloric deficit, and over time, that caloric deficit makes you lose weight. It's just a different like vehicle to get there. But I'm a big fan of fasting uh, just because I love the component behind it, and I love the idea behind it. But fasting, a lot of people they'll they'll go, well, like I'm doing intermittent fasting. I'll eat only two hours a day, and like I'll fast for the other 22 guys keep keep in mind that this is not like every other person like this is like one out of ten okay so like i'm just focusing on like more of the outliers here um there are people out there they won't do the traditional 16 8 window they'll do like a 24 window or they'll do a 22 2 window or they'll do like a 18 was 18 6 window like they'll take it to the extreme now 18 6 not is not that extreme but they'll take it to the extreme where they'll go, okay, cool. So since I'm fasting, the more I fast, the more fat I lose. Guys, you think, you think I'm being comical here and I'm not. Like a lot of people are so misinformed that they actually think the longer they fast, the more fat they're burning. Like that's a real issue. And like I, I know like people that are – educated in like just basic nutrition they're going to hear that and be like eh, no that's not how that works well i'm glad like i said once again i'm glad you understand that's not how it works but there's somebody out there that doesn't and they need to be educated just as much as you do they need this information just as just as much as you do so like there there are people that they'll fast for 20 20 to like 22 hours and only eat for two to four hours and whenever they are eating two to four hours, guess what? It's probably not a lot because they have it in their mind. Oh, I'm on a diet. There's two extremes to this. Actually, there's those that are like, Oh, I'm on a diet and I'm fasting. So whenever I do eat, I have to eat super clean. Oh God. I remember, I remember the young 22, 23 year old Mike who thought eating clean was the only way to go. Bless his heart. If you're from the South, you understand that. Bless his heart. Then there's an extreme that, oh, I fasted for 20 hours today. I can go to McDonald's, order two Big Macs, two milkshakes, if their ice cream machine works, and I can order two large fries. And my body won't store it as fat because my body has been burning fat all day long. Oh, Samantha, that's not how it works, sweetie. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. So there's two extremes to that dieting style. It's the, oh, I'm dieting, but I'm fasting. So while I'm eating, I need to eat very little, which wrecks your metabolism. Then there's the, oh, I'm fasting. I can eat whatever the hell I want as much as I want without portion control or without like quality or excuse me, quantity control. And then guess what? You gain weight because you probably ate 
over 3,000 calories by eating those two Big Macs, two large fries, and two milkshakes. People don't understand that we cannot live a extreme lifestyle whenever it comes to our nutrition. There's balance. You have to find balance in life. And that's one thing that, you know, I talk to our clients about all the time. Balance is such an important thing. Because one thing that I always think about with our clients is this. Is this something that they can do for the rest of their life? Is this something that they can only do for a few months? Is this something that they can do for a few years? Bodybuilding is a great example. Um, you, you know, the, the average bodybuilder, I think their career is around like 10 to 15 years long. That's not, that's not an entire life. Think about an NFL player, actually. I think the average NFL career is like six years. It's only so sustainable because it's such an extreme sport. Football is one of the most violent sports, excuse me, one of the most violent sports that there is. Yes, like we could bring up like how much like padding they wear now and like all of the like rules that have changed to protect like offensive players and stuff. Yeah, we could talk about that till like the cows come home. But still at the end of the day, it's still a very physically demanding sport. It's a extreme sport. The lifespan is not that long within that sport. Take that mindset, take that same mentality and apply it to your diet. Is your current diet something that you're doing long? Like, is this something that you can do for the rest of your life? Yes. Awesome. Congrats. You've learned balance. Awesome. Congrats. You've learned, hey, I need to have some healthy foods, but hey, it won't kill me to have a cookie. No, you're cutting out like all of your carbs. You're cutting out all of your sugars. You're avoiding anything that's white. Hmm. It's going to be a little hard to sustain for the rest of your life. Just saying. You're going vegan? Guess what? That's actually kind of sustainable. Oh, you're a vegetarian? Guess what? That's still sustainable. Oh, you're a pescatarian? Okay, that's still sustainable as well. Because those diets, you can actually find balance. You can't find balance in a diet that's saying, hey, you need to cut out this macronutrient group. You need to cut out sugar. You need to cut out carbs. You need to cut out fat. I make the joke all the time whenever talking to clients that, you know, carbs has been the enemy for so long. It used to be sugar. It also used to be fat. We're eventually going to get to a point to where people start saying, hey, protein makes you gain weight. Hey, Lisa. Did you uh did, did you see Karen eating that chicken breast? Mm. She's gonna get so much weight. So much weight, girl. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's going to get to that point. It will eventually get to that point because like we are hitting a point now where people are saying that fruit, freaking fruit, is bad for you. Like fruit is the best thing. Fruit is nature's candy. Like legit. It's nature's candy. Guys, you don't have to take your diet to an extreme. And there's going to be people out there that go, oh, like, you're, you're just trying to, like, market to people, like, and, you know, so they can eat carbs and blah, blah. No, it's not marketing. It's being truthful. It's being real. It's understanding that Susie, the soccer mom, who has three kids and a husband, She's not going to be able to sustain a healthy life for the rest of her life 
by doing low carb. Now, if low carb is what makes her body feel good, now if she can actually like if she actually enjoys low carb, guess what? She could probably do it for the rest of her life because it's something she enjoys. But if Susie the soccer mom enjoys having a cookie here and there, if Susie the soccer mom likes to have a piece of coffee cake with her coffee, if Susie the soccer mom actually enjoys having pizza night with her kids, guess what? That lifestyle probably won't fit. Nutrition is not a one-size-fits-all box. Nutrition is not this thing where, okay, I have this magical formula, I have this magical method, it's going to work for you and you and you and you and you and you and you. No, like even the method that we use is not magical. We have to adapt. We, uh, we adapt per client. No, no, every one client has the same nutritional goal. No, like no, every one client has the same nutritional guidelines. Sure, we say, hey, Let's talk about balance. Hey, let's talk about, you know, having some vegetables, having some lean proteins. But if you want a pizza pizza with your kid tonight, dude, have it. Now, sure, the carbs, the proteins, and the fats are going to differ for everybody. Sure, the quantity of each set of macronutrients is going to vary per person. But the idea of balance is still there. Because at the end of the day, people have to understand that we cannot live a extreme lifestyle. Because if we do, it will quickly hurt us more than help us. And it's the same thing with exercise. So many times people come into our program and we we have them weight train about four times a week. We have them do uh, two days of light light resistance uh, cardio or low impact cardio, such as like just walking. We have them do that twice a week, and we have them do yoga on Sundays. Most of the time, people ask me, well, shouldn't I be doing cardio every day? Well, shouldn't I be weightlifting every day? Well, shouldn't I be doing, like, some type of, like, gym workout every day? Should, like, should I go and do an Orange Theory class on, like, the, the day where my program tells me to rest? I've gotten that question before, and I'm like, God, no, please don't do that. It's doing the opposite of what I need you to do today. We think, or Americans, our country has taken the idea of exercise and amplified it. I have to work out every day to see results. I have to go to the gym twice a week or twice a day to see results. I have to spend two hours in the gym to see results. I have to do hit cardio to see results. I have to run myself into the ground in order to see results. You can ask any of our clients. Anytime our clients, like, they wake up one morning and text me and they go, hey, I am extremely sore. Like, I cannot really move right now. I go, cool. Let's have a rest day. Today's workout, move it to tomorrow and do it if you feel better. Because the idea isn't to kill the body. The idea isn't to run the body into the ground. The idea is to make the body healthier. The idea is to make the body stronger. Now, sure, being sore is part of being strong. Or becoming stronger. But understand, Susie the soccer mom, she doesn't understand that. Susie the soccer mom, she's not trying to become Mr. Olympia or Mrs. Olympia. She's not trying to step onto a bodybuilding stage. She's not trying to win the CrossFit Games. She's not trying to go pro in anything. Susie the soccer mom 
just wants to look better than Becky the basketball mom or baseball mom. I don't know which one sounds better. Becky the baseball mom, Becky the basketball mom. Let me know. I think Becky the basketball mom. Like Susie the soccer mom just wants to look better than Becky the basketball mom once pool season comes around. Guys, at the end of the day, you don't have to be extreme. You don't have to run yourself into the ground. You don't have to run yourself into like these brick walls. And unfortunately, there are coaches out there that are pushing this, that are preaching this. There are coaches out there that are saying, hey, we need to cut out carbs. There are coaches out there saying, hey, we need to cut out sugars. There are coaches out there saying, hey, you can't enjoy you know, pizza with your kids every Friday night. Hey, don't get me wrong. Every coach has their method, and I'm not saying one method is better than the other. But at the end of the day, if you're treating Susie the soccer mom or Becky the basketball mom as a figure competitor or as a CrossFit athlete, guess what? Nine times out of ten, they're not going to be in your program too long. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to see the results that they want. And whatever they do, guess what? Once they leave your program, they're probably going to gain all the weight back because you had them do something extreme. You didn't have them do something methodical. You didn't have them do something slowly and surely. Like I said, there's no one right method to nutrition. There's no one right method to weight loss. There's no one right method to anything in this game. Everybody will be a little different. Everybody you have to adapt to. But at the end of the day, balance is always going to win. And I'm sorry like if, if that hurts the keto zealots. I'm sorry if that hurts the, the low-fat zealots. I'm sorry if that hurts the no-sugar zealots. I'm sorry if that hurts you. Not really. Because at the end of the day, like you have to understand, your client is not you. The client is not you. The, the client has not been in this game for 10, 12, 15 years. The client doesn't know what it's like to step onto a bodybuilding stage. The client doesn't know what it's like to compete in like the CrossFit games. They're not at that level. If they want to get to that level, sure, that's a conversation you can have with them. But at the end of the day, dude, they just want to look better. They want to feel better. They want their husband to like break their neck and look at them like they did back whenever they started dating. They want to be able to have sex with the lights on without feeling disgusted. They want to be able to step out of the shower and look in the mirror and like what they see. They want to be able to run around with their kids in the backyard. They want to be able to actually go out and enjoy their social life. At the end of the day, you can only do that by focusing on one thing. And that one thing is balance. Stop extreme dieting. It will get you nowhere. Balance will always win in this game. Guys, I can't put it as simple or put it any more simple than that. <clears throat> balance is just, it's always going to win. Because it's kind of like the saying, hey, I can have my cake and eat it too. Because at the end of the day, when, whenever it comes to the mindset of our country, it's always the extreme. It's always like we have to take it to like the next level. No, <laughs> no, no pun intended. It's always like, hey, I have to run myself through a brick wall in order to see results. Hey, I have to starve myself. One question I always ask people whenever I'm talking to them on the phone, whenever they're looking to get more information about working with me, is I ask them, like, whenever you hear the word diet, 
what's the first thing you associate it with? Sometimes I get hunger. Sometimes I get salads. Sometimes I get broccoli. But oftentimes I get starving. You should not be starving during this process. If you're starving, you're doing something wrong. I will say that again. If you are starving during a weight loss process, you are doing something wrong. Now, if you're hungry, that's normal. But if you're legit starving, like you have hunger pains, like you're like mega irritable, you're doing something wrong there, Susie. Guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you gained some insight into this episode. It was a long one. Man, we're almost at the 30-minute mark, so I'm wrapping it up now. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you for joining the Next Level Experience for Episode 7. And guys, keep in mind, you don't have to be extreme to see results, but you need to practice balance. But yeah, that's all I got for you today, guys. I will check in with you guys on Friday. I'm going to try my best. I know this is like the third week I've been promising this, and I'm sorry. But I'm going to try my best to get Catherine on here Friday for a Q&A. Um, so I'm going to post something on Instagram for some questions. So if you are not following me on Instagram, the Instagram handle is underscore Coach Barfield. That's B-A-R-F-I-E-L-D. The TikTok. And the Twitter is actually the same handle. Once again, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is all the same handle. It's underscore Coach Barfield. That's B-A-R-F-I-E-L-D. And if you're not in our free Facebook group for busy parents trying to lose weight, go ahead and join that. All you got to do is go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in the circle. That's T-H-E, circle. Put a little dash and it should pop up because I found out that, you know, we are actually the only Facebook group called The Circle, which is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, if you can't find it, type in The Circle dash uh, weight loss advice for busy parents and it should pop up. But, guys, that's all I got for you. Much love. Uh, yeah. Bye. Bye.